<laughs> our daughters know more about you than I think all of us combined. Uh, I, I can explain. I can explain, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Chase Moore, edge rusher for the Michigan Panthers, and you guys are listening to the Patriots Sports Radio. Let's hunt. Welcome to Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. A sports podcast by regular dudes for regular dudes. We'll give you a break from all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. From high school to the pros, we're talking about it. Red-blooded American. Loud. Loud. Real. and And raw. Patriot Sports Radio. With your hosts, Eric. John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Chris is over there shoving coal in the furnace. John Shirley, the impossibly handsome John Shirley, is in Denver, Colorado. John, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I've got some bad news for you. You are not the most attractive person on the panel this evening. We have Michigan Panthers pass rush specialist, spring league champion. Houston lineman, legend, TikTok phenomenon, Netflix star, and newly minted Tesla owner Chase Demore on the show. Chase, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? <laughs> thanks for having me. You're making me blush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We learned a couple things about you. <laughs> we wanted to sound smart when we talked to you. Uh, you guys know more about me than I know about me. So that's good. <laughs> our, our daughters know more about you than I think all of us combined. Uh, I, I can explain. I can explain, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, that's what he always <laughs> says, I bet. That's what, I, that's what you say to all the dads. Yeah, I'll have her home by 8, uh, respectable <laughs> hour, uh, just PG-13 movies only. That's cool. That's cool with me. I'll sign off on that. <laughs> so are you down in Birmingham, Alabama right now? Yeah, I actually just got here. I was uh I was away filming an undisclosed um television show out of the country. So I had an opportunity to go do that for the last few months and uh, I flew directly here from there. So a good majority of my clothes are bathing suits and beach shirts, so you can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, he's got irons in the fire. You got a lot going on. You're playing football, you're on TV, you're do you're on uh TikTok. You've got what a couple million followers on TikTok. I've heard you do lip syncing and <laughs> some other stuff that's really popular. Yeah, man. I I think uh, you know it's super important. Ever since I was a kid, you know, my pops used to tell me, you know, like uh, don't be don't be that guy that's very one dimensional. Have have multiple like you know sources of income, multiple you know uh, dimensions to yourself. Yes, you can be a football player, but at the same time, I think it's also really important to you know explore your other you know part of your personality as well. Don't don't just let football run your life essentially. So uh, blessed with the whole you know TikTok deal. Uh, you know I started out as a sports content creator and uh, obviously um, had a had a likable face to a lot of respectable young ladies. And uh, trans- <laughs> transition into lip syncing. <laughs> yeah. Dad's a smart man. Be a well-rounded person. I was looking at where you'd played. I almost couldn't keep up with when things were. You, you did college, then you went to Montreal, and then you went to Arizona? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of funny how everything like panned out. Uh, you know, I was a JUCO kid, and uh, you know, I had an opportunity to go play at a Division One school, University of Nevada, Reno, uh, with Brian Pullian and the boys. But uh, unfortunately, the year that I signed was also the, the year that he got you know kind of the can. So uh, didn't didn't really have like an option. 
as far as that went, and I was like, I was a really homesick type of kid, like really had a, had a girlfriend at the time, and I was like, you know what, I want to play football, yo, in my home state of Washington. Let's go to this this D two that's up and on the rise, and like, luckily for me, like it turned out, you know, that year was like they were number one in the country, and uh, you know, played my college career there, and then uh, eventually. Um, you know, signed to the Montreal Alouettes, uh, obviously COVID year, canceled the season, uh, transitioned into me finding an avenue to play uh, that next year. I uh, got a contract offer from the Arizona Rattlers in the indoor football league. I was already living in Arizona and working out there and, uh, you know, ended up not going to that. I had an opportunity to go play in the spring league last year. So I uh, never really got to, got to touch the indoor Arizona team, but uh, it was always like on the table. Yeah, first and only Mega Bowl champion down there with the linemen. Yeah, man, I'm saying like I'm coming off a championship season. Got a lot of like uh, a lot of great guys. Had a great head coach, how mummy, you know, and his system was just you know that air raid is just tough to beat. And uh, obviously, I had a lot of really talented defensive players. You know, I got you know uh, Connor Christian and uh, you know Wale, who's also my teammate over here. Uh, you know, I had Angelo and Manny and all these these really talented uh, you know defensive players that you know took a lot of strain off of me and uh, you know made the game really easy to play. Yeah, it had to be kind of tough COVID hit right as you were catching on as a player it seems like yeah that's 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 the that's the shitty end of the stick if I'm keeping it a buck with you man like it's already hard enough to make it into pro sports uh you know let alone you know a d2 kid and I think that uh the COVID, the COVID pandemic it's tough and I think you know it, it soiled a lot of opportunity for a lot of players and I think uh, it goes back to you know like I was saying with my pop saying don't be one dimensional and I kind of I kind of went back to you know the other half of me I like to you know be energetic I like to make people laugh and uh, you know I had a great outlet you know with TikTok especially and I and I took the the sports side of me and, and combined it or comboed it with uh, you know the athlete side of me and I think that uh, you know it transitioned really well uh, moving forward into, you know, finding an opportunity in reality television and as well as, uh, you know, staying staying relevant in the sports world. I make a joke all the time, actually. I was like, I'm probably the most uh, well-known non-NFL player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, talking to, I was talking to Chris as we were kind of learning about you. I said, this kid must love ball because you could have walked away and done a couple different things and you just kept grinding it at football and now here you are in the USFL. Yeah, you know, it's funny because like I was having this conversation with, uh, you know, NFL Films earlier today and they're kind of asking me the same question. I kind of told them, I was like, I was like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I was just always the kid getting kicked out of class for not wanting to listen to the teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was I was the kid that was like, you know, I want to be this and this and this. I want to be the ninja astronaut pirate in space and, and do all these things. And I think I think a lot of that transitioned into, you know, my now, you know, post-college career, my adult, my young adult career or my young adult lifestyle. I think that um, it goes back to, you know, all these people telling me, you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be impossible. Like not that many people have done it. It's not realistic. And it goes back to me saying, you know, my realistic and a lot of other people realistic is two different things. Yeah, exactly. It's all in your it's all in your head what you can accomplish. Oh yeah, it's it's all up there. What is the draft process like? How do you find out that you're a member of the Michigan Panthers? <laughs> you know, that's a that's a funny story in itself, and not a lot of people know this, but uh obviously I was away, uh was did not have, you know, access to a phone nor a network. I was in a, a remote country. Uh, if you could say I didn't even speak English there and uh you know I knew the draft. It's like was a football up. playing James Bond. 
When is he not in a remote country? Exactly. I was out there, you know, uh, you know, marking my marking my way essentially, and I think you're that, like the uh, born edge rusher. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, super villain, super villain all the way to the team. I I think like with any great uh, with any great like you know origin story, hero story, whatever you want to call it, there's always like that moment of not knowing. And I think uh, the draft process was definitely that. I think that, you know, it was kind of like I either played in this league or, you know, it was looking rather slim for the pro football career if I didn't want to take the indoor path. And, uh, you know, I got a call from John Peterson uh, Thursday before the draft. He gives me he gives me a ring. He's basically like, hey, kid, like, uh, you know, we've been waiting uh, to send you a contract. You haven't signed your contract yet. I'm sitting here going like, like Mr. Peterson, like with all with all respect to you, like I've not gotten a single contract in my mailbox. Like he goes, <laughs> he goes what? He goes, it says right here that you were on the list to get a contract. I was like, Mr. Peterson, I have been looking every single day for the last month and a half for this contract, and there has been nothing in there. He goes, Oh, let me fix that. Types up an email. Uh, he write he actually writes it down on a pen and paper. I can hear him writing it as I'm telling him, like all this stuff. He goes, he goes, uh, kid, remind me what your forty time is, mind you. He clocked my 40 at the XFL Showcase and at the uh, the Spring League tryouts that they did last year. And uh, I ran a 4.56, and he like that's what got me inside. I go, I go, Mr. Peterson, you, you know I ran a 4.5. He goes, oh, yeah, right, right, right. I'm just going to go ahead and put 4.7 here. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, okay. And then he goes, he goes, all right, so, so kid, uh, so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send this over to Fox. Hopefully Fox gets you a contract by tomorrow. If not tomorrow, it's going to be on Monday. Get that thing signed and sent back right away. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. So I wake up the next day. It's Friday. I'm checking my inbox all day long. Spam, spam, nothing. Don't got a thing. I'm like, you know what? It's going to come on Monday. Go over the weekend. Try not to think about it too much. Monday rolls around. Uh, first thing in the morning, 8 a.m., boom. It's in the inbox. I signed it. I sent it back. I think within 15, 20 minutes, I got a call from uh, the breakers. Like, hey, uh, you're one of the guys that we want to pick up. Like, how would you feel about coming to New Orleans? All this and that. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, you know, like, I, at this point in my life, I'm so used to, like, adversity, obstacles, all this. And, you know, the draft rolls around. It's Tuesday. I'm trying not to think about it all day. I have, like, all my family back home really rooting for me. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people in particular that were just, like, super excited about it and i was like you know what don't get too excited i went through this process with the xfl like guys like me don't get picked up because like we're small school people we're the guys that get signed in free agency and the supplemental drafts and we go and we shock the world and everybody's like where'd this kid come from that's always been the mold and like i said back yep. to that hero origin story uh you know it's coming down to the end of the draft at this point i, I turn off twitter um, turn off all my lights i'm going to bed and right as i close my eyes to go to sleep my phone's ringing i pick it up and i hear a bunch of guys laugh it's jeff fisher and he goes dang kid uh you've been all over my phone today and i was like sorry who is this <laughs> like 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 how did you get my number essentially and uh, mind you like i'm i'm far away so it's really staticky barely hear it he goes uh you know chance more congratulations uh, you're gonna be a michigan panther we're gonna take you here next i'm sitting there like sorry what <laughs> like, all right what wow he goes, what number do you want? I go, uh, I want number 17. He's like, no, nah, you can't have 17. Uh, you have number I was like, okay, coach, what number do you want? He goes, uh, pick something in the 90s. He's like, all right, give me 91. He goes, really? A guy like you should be more swaggy than that. I'm like, okay, coach, give me 97. He goes, perfect. That's what we want. 
Nice. Thanks, Coach Fisher. <laughs> I was going to get to uh, what was your first impression of Coach Fisher. That was definitely somebody I wanted to talk about. When I decided on a on a team, basically was when they announced the the coaches. I'm like, oh, Jeff Fisher's coaching a team? That's my team. I think the marketing they did was really brilliant, how they released the jerseys and the coaches and the draft picks. Were you guys involved in that in any way? Because you're obviously internet savvy. You're good at marketing. They should involve you guys. Right, right. And you know, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. So I'm obviously first impression is Coach Fisher. Coach Fisher is a great dude. One of the most, best leaders I've ever seen. The dude showed up to practice and he goes, I didn't like the lunch today. I got a cart full of pizzas for you guys. You know, like, great dude. <laughs> great dude let's and, go uh, coach yeah yeah yeah. he's like he's like you know what you guys want to eat it now before practice we're not going to go for like you know another 30 40 minutes anyways i'm like sitting there thinking like i don't know if this is a test or is this a good. test yeah <laughs> no, he's, a, he's a great dude i was standing brilliant brilliant and uh i think that um uh you know obviously me being internet savvy understanding the process of things uh you know obviously i was away out of the country i got i showed up to camp two days late um because hmm. of other obligations that i had and so i missed like a lot of like the media stuff initially but as soon as i got here uh you know they're picking my brain i'm talking to nfl films they're shooting a hard knocks for this whole deal and uh you know right away i was like thrown into the loop they're basically telling me like hey you're one of the guys that we picked to mic up for this thing and oh, we're gonna follow your story really closely up up to the championship of this and i'm sitting here thinking like you know uh obviously a lot of the other guys in the hotel they they like to have like this, um, you know, opinion of me because I'm a reality television star slash you know social media influencer, and so obviously I have like a giant target on my back, and so it's like I come here and everybody's upset that I'm mic'd up and on camera, but like it's like I tell them, it's like if you have a hundred guys in a room and somebody has a cut on them, are you gonna go to like the ten guys that have you know a first aid certificate, or are you gonna go to the one guy that went to med school? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes sense, and I think that. Um, like I said, going back to Coach Fisher and, and the social media processes, he's brilliant. The guy knows how to market himself. If anything else, he's one of the like the older guys that that really uh, really gets the game. So, oh, the Tesla, yeah, I want to get to the Tesla before we forget about it. I watched, I've watched mostly football. The one social media video I watched was the one where you got the Tesla. What yeah. was <laughs> what was that like? Had you driven one before you purchased one? Like, I'll be honest with you. I bought that thing and didn't even know how to make it go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, you know, you, you come into a, a situation like, you know, I grew up very poor. I grew up in the hood. Um, you know, unheard of for, you know, a 24-year-old to, to buy, you know, a brand new car, let alone a brand new car of that caliber. Um, you know, it's a $140,000 car. And I think that... Uh, you know, paying that off was was definitely a blessing because it's, it shows that, you know, two years ago I was sleeping on a floor, um, you know, fast forward. And I always said, you know, Tesla one day, Tesla one day. And, uh, you know, I had this this idea of I wanted this, you know, this fast, you know, car that's Tesla. And um, it gets to that point where when I bought it and the process of buying it was not so much you go to the lot, traditionally talk to the car dealership, negotiate prices. It's like that. You go on the website. Elon must pick the price. You pay for it. You wait damn near a year to get it, and then uh, and then you get a text message that says, "Hey, your car is parked at this lot. Come pick it up at this time and uh, have fun with it." You'd been dreaming about this Tesla since 
you know, you were younger struggling and now you get the, what's it like to get that text message that your car is now waiting for you? That had to be a real, I made it moment. You know, like there's very few moments in my life that I've cried and uh, you know, that that's one of those moments like I'll never forget because like I get it's only a material thing, but it was it was more of like one of those things where it's like you have this dream and and you see it come true. It's not so much the material. It's just the fact that you showed up each and every day, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the shitty circumstances, regardless of the cards that you were dealt and, and, and you know, you played your hand and, and you found a way to win. And I think. You know, that moment, you know, toppled up with, you know, this last Christmas, I was able to do a lot of very blessed things for my family, especially my mom in particular. And, uh, you know, it's got to be the best. It was, you know, it was just like her tears. Um, I uh, it it was a lot, you know, and I I actually recently posted a video on my Instagram and on my TikTok and it kind of like followed my story a little bit. And um, it was just one of those moments watching my mom cry. And uh, knowing, like, you know, like, regardless of everything, you know, her kid made it, her baby made it. So it was one of those moments for sure. It was all worth it. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Speaking of money, they're putting real money behind this, um, the USFL this time. You got Fox and NBC are going to be showing, I believe, 19 games or 20 games. And then 19 are going to be on either Fox Sports or USA. NBC is kind of moving NBC Sports over to USA. Are you going to be mic'd up on these broadcasts on Fox? Yeah, or on know, the that's, hard a, that's another one of those. That's another one of those blessings I'm talking about. You know, like you know, apparently these guys, you know, they tell me I'm a funny kid. So I think, Our boy is crushing it. <laughs> I, they, I got lucky. I got lucky, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna pick four people, and you're one of the four people. Like. Don't let us down. You know, today was my first day. I mic'd up, and you know they had a they had a blast with me out there today. And uh, you know, I think on NBC, Fox, all the money that's in this league, Fox owns the league. They're doing a, a phenomenal job. Like just just so you guys are all transparent, to even step on a practice field, I can't tell you the extensive amount of medical testing that they made us do before we could even put on a pair of tennis shoes. You know, I was. <laughs> I was at a I was at a hospital getting like the most intense physical I've ever seen in my life just to make sure like I was healthy enough to you know continue to play football like I'm talking they hooked us up to like heart monitors and, and they were having us jump and dance and do all these things and it's just like it shows that you know Fox um, who owns the league like I said has a, a very firm hand in this and they want to see this league succeed obviously you know the XFL a couple of years ago was one of those things that would have made it had not covid happened uh, I think this league is going to stick. I think um, the structure of what we've been going through thus far has been super successful. Everybody's happy. Um, it's it, it's ran like an NFL. Like I feel like I'm in NFL training camp right now. And you were at some XFL workouts and and combines and things. Is this different than that? Yeah, you know, I was a, I was a popular name in the XFL. I think uh, you know I was one of those kids that, like I said earlier, when I when I was talking about you know coming getting that short stick because you come from a small school. You know, I was top of the charts on every combine and every you know invitation there I was, I was in the first batch of people that got you know invited to even jump for the draft you know potential first round draft pick i think you know the process of that um, versus this is very similar i just think that you know if i think xfl and i think this it's, it seems like one in the same and i think that um right now oh are we good everything good oh uh, i think um right now uh that 
that I see, uh, you know, immense success with this league. It's, uh, you know, the league's based on quarterback play. To have a successful league, uh, successful quarterbacks. Um, you know, obviously, I got two really good quarterbacks on my team, so I'm feeling pretty good about this thing. Yeah, I think, like you said, it was poised to succeed, and then COVID just smacked it in the face and, you know, sort of a bit of a false start. I have one more thing I wanted to ask you about before I sort of turn it over to John. All these things you've got going on, and you're just, I mean, you've got confidence, like an aura of confidence around you that I can see. You're nothing but positivity. It seems like you're handling, you know, all these things really well. What's the key to balancing all this stuff in life at 25 years old and being successful at it? I think that, uh, I think um, the key is like, I always walked around with that chip on my shoulder and I I think that from an early early age like I always told everybody around me like I'm I'm gonna be something whether you know they believe me or not whether I was doing good good or not in life and whether I was showing up wearing the same clothes to school every day and I think that I knew like you know they used to talk about one day one day and I think that you know I'm at that point where it's like uh, not a lot of opportunities like give you another opportunity to move on to something else. And I think, you know, with the whole Netflix thing, I understood while I was on the show, like this could be my one and only shot to make the most of it. And I think, you know, capitalizing on that opportunity and then having another one roll around, another one roll around. I think I look at every opportunity, like this is my one shot. And I think like, uh, I'm an optimist, always been an optimist, even when, uh, even when when it's looking grim, obviously a lot of you guys, if you guys watch the spring league, a lot of those games, uh, we were down in the fourth quarter, you know, three, four minutes left. And we're down by, you know, three, four scores. And, you know, we always came back and pulled it out. And I think a lot of that, you know, I'm on the sideline telling guys, you know, my pops used to say at best, you know, you keep playing until that clock hits zero. And, and I take that with me in life. And I think that um, being optimistic, uh, you know, being positive, um, you know, seeing the glass is half full rather than half empty is going to take you a lot further in life. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter. If I'm on TV or if I'm playing football or if I'm making uh, you know videos for social media, I think that each and every one of those things is my one and only opportunity, and I need to you know stay on top of them. Yeah, I'm a Chase Demore guy. I'm a fan now. <laughs> John, John, what do you got? I'm gonna go try and find a Chase Demore uh, jersey online. Jersey, right yeah, now. yeah. Hey, uh, I'll get them all. Say, send them to me. I'll sign them all and send them all back. I love right. it. We at least need to get some footballs signed for sure. <laughs> I got you guys. Nice. Yeah, man. I I mean, first of all, congratulations on all the success that you've had so far. That's, that's super impressive. And as you're telling me just a little bit about, you know, who you were in high school and, and all that, it seems like you've had to overcome a lot. So I, I'm just curious about that. And you mentioned your dad a couple of times. Was he probably the biggest influence? Was it was it coaching? Because, you know, people don't get where you are completely by themselves. Obviously, there's some influence. And, and while obviously you do all the work and, and all that, I just want to hear you know, just about some of the influences in your life, whether that's dads, coaches, you know, uh, who's been a good impact on you? Man, that, that list can go on and on. Um, like I tell people, uh, you know, I use the word pops. Um, I know you guys particular with that word is because I'm not specifically talking about my dad. Um, I have, I have two people I talk about specifically. I have my dad and then my grandpa who I called Papa. Um, I lost my dad when I was 10 years old. He taught me a lot of life lessons. And then, you know, kind of my, my grandpa, my papa was turned into be like our new dad. He filled that role for us. And, uh, he was one of the best men I ever knew. And he, uh, you know, he passed away too. when I, uh, you know, when I turned 18 on my graduation and stuff. And, uh, you know, the last conversation I had with him was, you know, I, you know, my older brother, I have an older brother. A lot of people, 
not a lot of people know about him. He's about a year older than me. He's actually um, in prison right now on, you know, some very serious charges. And I think uh, him and I were presented very similar, the exact same, actually, opportunities in life. And I think that uh, my grandpa uh, specifically understood that, you know, one of us was going to look after the family after he was gone. And I kind of just took it upon myself to do that. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a man who sticks to my word. And I think that, um, you know, between him, who was like a huge inspiration in my life, uh, my dad was an inspiration in my life. And then obviously, uh, you know, I have my uncle Joe, who, uh, you know, he, he was at every football game for me you know, since forever. And I think, uh, you know, he pushed me post um, college as well to, I was going to hang it up after college. And he's like, you know, I had the opportunity to go play in this all-star game, but, uh, you know, it cost a little bit of money to go to it. And I think he, he, he was like, you know what, you know, screw all that. You're going kid. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he was a, he was a big impact on me as well. And I think, you know, all these, all these little people that you run into along this journey, um, you could, you just take something from each and every one of them. And, and uh, I think, you know, at the end of this thing, your piggy bank's going to be pretty full of all those positive quarters. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. for sure. You've had a tough road. And I'm just curious more about that. Like, where do you get all this grit to and self-confidence to put yourself out there? And I mean, you're putting yourself out there in ways that very few people understand. I mean, you're on Netflix. You're obviously you're getting mic'd up. Is that just something that's natural for you? Is that something that you had to kind of grow and 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 become? Or have you always just like enjoyed being somebody that could that could entertain and make people feel comfortable i think uh you know i was a really self-conscious kid growing up i didn't really talk a whole lot and uh i my mom used to tell me all the time i get by life you know with a with a smile and good charisma and i was thinking you know what she might be onto something you know I, i've gotten i passed a few late homework assignments and then i've gotten a couple of test grades bumped up you know but I think uh, once I realized, you know, uh, I think there's very few people on this planet that, you know, have this ability to to inspire, you know, people, whether they want to or not. And I think um, I was not given that ability, but it was something that I really wanted and wish I had. And I think that um, it's something you can learn. And I think uh, my favorite movie as a kid was The Lion King. And like, obviously, everybody's seen The Lion King, you know, Simba kind of runs away from home when things get hard and he and he's raised in the slums and all this and that and he comes back and it seems like once he came back everybody was like kind of like looking at him to to be that leader and I think um, I took a I took a dark road for a while after my pops you know passed away and I was you know running the streets and just not being you know the person I needed to be and I think that uh, once I woke up and realized like a lot of people were gonna gonna look to me to be that leader that I uh I kind of pulled my head out of my ass and I was like, you know what? I think I need to figure out what's next, you know, and, and it goes back to like, don't be one dimensional. So on the leadership, I'm a little bit curious about that. I've studied a little bit of it just working in corporate America, but that's one thing for you. Who's kind of been, uh, had just a much more, I'll say like less nine to five leadership. I mean, they're very different. So I'm just curious about real life leadership. Where do you learn that? What are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way? Um, some of the struggles, things like that. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about being a being a good leader is uh, one thing I had to learn was not everybody's gonna like you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In fact, I think I think uh, more people will dislike you than like you, and I think that um, understanding to take everything with a grain of salt it will take you very far. And I think. Uh, some of the lessons I've learned, if I'm being specific with you, is like I used to think like I need to be a people pleaser and the way to be a leader was to get everybody to like you and do everything 
uh, that they wanted you to do so that, you know, you never had any turmoil. And I think it put a lot of people in a really shitty situation. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that was, I was not the way. And then I tried the other path and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be the dickhead leader that, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to, you know, you're, I'm going to yell at you if you get it wrong. And like, you know, that wasn't it either. And, and I was sitting there thinking like, what are some good leaders that I know in my life? And it goes back to, you know, my grandpa, my papa and I, uh, yeah, he was always like a soft spoken guy and he kind of just did things without really having to explain it, but we always knew some way that it was going to be beneficial for us. And I think that the importance of being a leader is, uh, yes, you're going to wear a target. Yes, people are going to come for you. But like, here's the thing, um, you know, as a, as a leader, um, I, I make references to lions all the time. I think, you know, that's my spirit animal 100%. I think, you know, if you want to be a lion, uh, you don't just get to, you don't just get to wake up and tell people you're a lion. You know, you got to go do what lions do sometimes. And I think, I think, um, more lessons I've learned along the way is, you know, you don't always have to please everybody. And like, I think, you know, taking a step out of the box and, and, and being able to admit when you're wrong is just as good as, you know, telling somebody else they're wrong. And I think, I think, you know, maturity comes with it. And I still to this day, I have a lot of lessons to learn. I don't do everything right. But I think the big thing that I've learned along this journey is I'm never going to be 100% right. I'm always going to continue to learn. And, you know, when I get to the end of this thing, um, it's going to be a hell of a story. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's good to hear. Yeah. I, you know, my background is entirely different. So like the vision of leadership for corporate finances is a little bit more boring than that. So <laughs> it's good to hear that stuff. That's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always interested to hear, like I've listened to military guys and stuff like that. And, and it's always good, like you said, to have like multiple things that that you're working on and and get kind of that input from other people in your life um, and it sounds like you've you've done a really good job of being multifaceted like you said and it sounds like you have this really interesting vision for your life are you somebody who sits down and writes out a vision are you somebody who just kind of has things in the back of his mind got a lot of uh, irons in the fire like what's your approach to this life that you've taken because i mean <laughs> you, nobody else you, is you really know, living this life right i, <laughs> yeah, I want to hear know, what, what you're doing right Man, I just—it's funny because like I'm the first one to ever do it. Uh, me being Netflix star and, and a pro football player, and I think, I think uh, if I'm being honest with you, I wish I could be that guy that tells you like, yeah, I have this whole five-year plan, all this stuff right now. To be honest with you, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> I yeah. think I think I'm the guy that like you know I hope for the best, I aim for the best, but I prepare for the worst. And I think I wake up every day not knowing what exactly I'm gonna do, but I do know that whatever I decide to do today, it's gonna take me in the right direction and I think like I'll go through these processes and you know I'll have an opportunity that comes up and it's like okay well I know that opportunity is going to be next week or you know next month and it kind of comes back to like doing podcasts like this you know you never know who's going to hear something like this I think you know I spoke with you guys you know last week hey I'm going to be here you know x day like we're gonna you know we're gonna do this thing and I think that um you know you, you those little things start to build up and I think, um, I think that, you know, I don't, I don't believe that, um, I don't believe that you have to write out exactly what you're going to do in order to accomplish. Good. I, I think that's good. <laughs> I, I, I'm there for corporate America, corporate America. Don't cancel me. No, no. Hey, I, 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 I quit corporate America six months ago. Oh, <laughs> so, well, I think, see, I'm I think, trying to get I real think, life, uh, experience right now. That's, that's exactly, what my exactly. right I now. think, I think that, uh, I think if you try to plan things, like I, it has a way of like, you'll divert away from your storyline to go yeah. and get things when you, you just go, eventually yeah. you'll meet that point. And I think, uh, you know, I have a lot of coals in the flame. Yeah. 
But yeah. like, if I'm being honest with you, I have no idea what it is I'm doing. All I know is I'm doing the doing the thing, and I'm just yeah. gonna keep doing the thing. So yeah, yeah. And I hesitate to call you lucky because you're you're not. Obviously, you're working hard. But there are some people where opportunities always find them, and I feel like you're one of those guys. And I'm just curious. You know, right now you're obviously focused on USFL. Um, and if you're somebody who opportunities always find them, what's a route that maybe outside of reality TV or some of the things you're doing now that you're open to? Are you somebody who wants to host a TV show, host a podcast or do something completely different, like just get into real estate? Or, you know, is there anything in your purview that is just like off limits or are you just going to start taking the world by storm in the next five, 10 years? You, you know, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, I want to be the first ninja astronaut in space. And, you know, I, I know it's kind of, it doesn't make sense. But if you look at it, like, I think my YouTube channel is like a good example of this. If you go to my YouTube, you'll see like, okay, on this video, Chase is getting a Tesla. He's talking about a car. On this video, Chase is, is on vacation doing a vlog with this girl. In this video, Chase is doing a podcast. Those are three different YouTube channels, you know, and I think... I think um, I'm one of those people that wants to be multidimensional, and um, obviously I have you know another TV show coming out here in a couple months, and then another one you know later this year, and like I have two you know more Netflix shows in the bank that that are going to come to a screen near you, and then on top of this thing, uh, you know I'm going to go win this championship uh, with with uh, you know the Panthers, you know go Michigan nice. and. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have that story to tell. And I obviously, you know, NFL Films is here. They're shooting the hard knocks on the USFL. I'm going to be, you know, on TV with that, doing the thing with that. And I think, I think uh, you know, yes, I want to host on – I want to be a host one day. I want to be a TV host. I want to be a football coach uh, when I can't play anymore. And, uh, you know, I went to school and got, you know, my degree um, in neuroscience. I want to focus on, you know, relationship development. I want to be a marriage counselor. Nice. Um, from a dating show. And I think – I think, uh, you know, there's nothing that I would say no to. If I was going to be a car salesman, then I'd be the best car salesman in the world. And I would tell yeah. anybody who listening to this thing right now, um, if you have an opportunity to say like your job is you are a cell phone salesman or something even smaller, that you're, uh, you clean shoes at the mall and you, and, and you sell people those, those shoe box cleaners and you, you clean their shoe for them and, and, and then you sell the box. In my head, if I was doing that, I would go and I would look at every other person that's doing the exact job that I'm doing and I would take a note from them. I would take a very good note that they do and I would take a very bad note that I don't want to do and I would I would compile these things and I would take notes on myself to see like what I'm doing good and what I'm doing bad and compare the two. And you know what I would do? I would take one of those negative things out and I would take one of the person's positive things and I would just add it to my arsenal. So when you get to the end of this thing, I will be the best shoe cleaner in the world. You know, so yeah. that's the way I look at things. Thanks. So you said something that was kind of interesting and kind of a shared interest, neuroscience and, and relationship. Have you ever heard of uh, Dr. John Gottman? I have not. So if you are looking, if you have an interest in that and you want to see somebody who's the best, he is the best marriage counselor in the world. And he can, um, he's somebody that he's written a lot of books. Definitely listen to that. I've listened to some podcasts with him and it's not even just about marriage or anything like that, but he's a guy who can fine tune into personalities and relationships in a way that nobody else can. And so that's somebody, if you're, if you're serious about that, that would be uh, somebody you would look Dr. John Gottman. Yeah. He's getting old. So he's actually got an interesting story and the guy he learned from actually learned how to read faces. And he used to actually read horses faces and could bet on horses because he knew which one was going to win and became extremely wealthy doing that. 
So he learned from the guy who was like the savant at reading facial cues and building relationships and stuff like that. So sorry to take it off into it. I'm going to look into this guy. I'm going to look into this guy. He's the best. So if if you're looking for for people to to look into into that field, it's just a weird common shared interest I think we had. I thought I'd share that with you. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to look into that. That, That's amazing. He's cool. Um, Dr. John uh, Gottman. Yeah, Dr. John Gottman. Um, And then my last question. Uh, I get it asked this every once in a while, and I'll ask you, what is your superpower or superpowers? Uh, I would say it just depends. I think in the in the human world, mm-hmm. uh, I think my superpower is like I have a I have an energy that I get off at mm-hmm. that I think puts people in like a positive mind. I think I'm one of those people, or at least I like to think that anytime they're around me, it's hard to be in a bad mood because I'm always laughing, joking, um, yeah, you know, sure. the lighter side of things. I think that's like my my in real life superpower. I think in the football field, um, I look at myself as I'm very gifted athletically, and I, I'm very thankful for that. I work really hard on it. I think you know being 250 pounds, moving as fast as I can, uh, is something not a lot of people have. Especially when it comes to a lot of people know I'm, I'm phenomenal at blocking kicks. I'm actually the best in the world at it. Most and, uh, most in 2018 in the country. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, you know I have a I have a superpower to to block kicks, field goals, PATs, and I use it every single day, and it, and it, it saves a lot of football. I think you know for it's us Panther change. fans out there, yeah, us Panther fans out there, it's going to come down to a field goal, and uh, yeah. I want every Michigan Panther fan out there to to know in their hearts this game's not over just because they got to kick a field goal. It's still got to go through those goddamn goalposts. That's goddamn. right, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's a long route from that that foot. To the goalposts, and you're in between exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think and, within relationships, my superpower is uh, I'm, I'm determined. I'm the most you can't you can't break me. I you ever seen you guys have seen Batman, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you remember when he's fighting Bane and he, he talks about what's what's gonna break first, your body or your spirit? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a buck with you guys. You guys are gonna have to break <laughs> everything in my body before my spirit <laughs> slightly bends. <laughs> That's awesome. Dang. Well, man. I mean. I, I, you sound like a great dude. Uh, I'm really rooting for you. We're all just pumped to have you on. And it seems like you've got more on your plate than just USFL. And I think that's awesome. And I think you're a great influence to others. I, I hope we can keep in touch. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Uh, you got like, man, message me anytime. <laughs> sounds awesome, man. Outstanding. Future recurring guest, Chase Demore. That sounds good. <laughs> Bring like me back. We'll, uh, we'll talk after the first win. <laughs> yeah, that's Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. We can figure out how you block all these kicks. 2018, you blocked more kicks than anybody else in the country. I believe that was. And you know what's, what's funny? The... It's not like we got scored on a whole lot either. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just relentless? Pers- Are you just a relentless person? The film I watched, you have no quit. Like, even if play is advanced to the other side of the field and you're not going to get to the QB, you're not giving up. And it seems like you approach yeah, think... life like that. Exactly. It comes back to what's going to break first, the spirit of the body. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've kept you for 40 minutes. We'll let you go. But uh, first, do you want to shout out your socials where people, the couple people who haven't found you yet can find you? Yeah. You know, you guys can all follow me at Chase the More on everything. That's C-H-A-S-E, like the bank, and then D-E-M-O-O-R on on all on all the platforms and uh you know i use each platform differently twitter's like my motivational space uh instagram's more of you know the reality tv slash football space tiktok i'm just toxic (laughs) (laughs) and uh youtube i'm life i'm lifestyle (laughs) nice love it love it thank you chase 
All right, I gotta go to bed. Chris, kick that outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.